It's time for the show where high culture and pop culture collide. Wait, that's you don't know Jack. Now this is talking talkies where we talk talkies. This is the show where we talk talkies. Ah uh, yes, and we go all old school. We're gonna talk some talkies. Are you gonna having a bully day? Bully day. Bully. Bully bully. Yes, this is talking talkies. Uh, this is episode uh, something. This is episode number. This is movie 25, because we have an official list on IMDb. So check it out. It's the official Talkin' Talkies watch list. This is episode 22. Episode 22, movie 25, Uh, because we did a trilogy and a duo movie in there. It's not going to be the last time we do that either. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, in like three weeks, we're doing something like that. Yep. Uh, so, this week, uh, we watched a movie that I watched all the time when I was a kid. That's why I wanted to review The Goonies, because the last time I watched it in its entirety was probably when I was a kid. And it got stuck in my head because it was one of those things where you go into the break room at work, and the Goonies is on TV, and you're watching it, and then you realize you have to go back to work. It's like, oh, I want to stay here and watch the Goonies. So we needed to review this movie. And we had an open spot in our schedule this week, so we did it. We did it. All right. So, hey, you guys. Sit back, relax, and listen to us review the Goonies. So the plot is uh, not very fun at first because all the houses on Goondock in Astoria, Oregon, are facing foreclosure. Because Because the local country club wants a new golf course. Of course. So we're just going to go ahead and shut down all your homes. Unless you can pay up. So this group of friends... They call themselves the Goonies. They gather for a last weekend, all checking out this police chase in the process. Now, your Goonies are Mikey Walsh is your first Goonie, and he is the optimistic one. He's played by Sean Astin. (laughs) Rudy slash Samwise. His brother is Brandon, also just called Brand. And that's Josh Brolin. That's Josh Brolin. Then they have the uh, extremely talkative mouth who knows Spanish. <laughs> kind of, sort of. I, I, I mean, that was a troll, right? That's Corey Feldman. Yep, Corey Feldman. And then... And now they, is when I stop being able to tell you who's playing who. So. Yeah. Uh, and then there is Short Round. Yes. His character is Data, and he wants to be the next James Bond. Pretty much, yeah. And he makes Even, gadgets and stuff. He goes from one house to the other on a zip line while playing the James Bond theme. Jonathan Kwan is the actor's name. Yes. But he is definitely Short Round. Yep, he's Short Round and he's Data. And then you have Chunk. Chunk's the fat one. 
And he's not all that fat, really. <laughs> no, but they make him do the truffle shuffle just to get in. Oh, yeah, and the, the, the use of Rube Goldberg machines is through the roof in this movie. There's, like, ten of them in this movie. <laughs> Indeed. So those are your Goonies in a nutshell. Um, they're hanging out at the house. Uh, the mom just came in. She got this brand new, like, what was the Spanish lady supposed to actually be? Like a, I think she's just supposed to help them with the move, but she ends up making her like go grocery shopping with her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed to help them put their stuff in boxes because they have to move like the next day. <laughs> so like they end up going up to the attic just to rummage. Because his father is the curator of the local museum. All right, see what's up there. So they and have that- all the rejects and stuff up in the in the attic. Or it's where he keeps his his uh, his sex uh, his sex torture devices. <laughs> and that's when they find a treasure map of a famous pirate named One-Eyed Willie that happens to be hidden nearby, even though everybody's already looked for it and nobody's ever found it. There's also a doubloon from 1632. So there ha- it has to be real, right? Because here's the physical evidence. Real. Ah. So they all go, they ride their bikes out to the coast, and Bran chases them down on this little girl's bicycle that he just rips her they off. they drained his tires. When they- yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the cool guy, Troy, drives by and sees him on the little bicycle. And he's got, he's got basically uh, the popular girl, Andy, and then the nerdy kind of tomboy girl, which is Steph. And they're the, the last members of the adventure. Troy doesn't actually go with them, although he appears one more time. Troy's a douche. Yes. Um, so they follow the map and they realize that... To get to the treasure there, it's probably underneath this restaurant. It's one of those restaurants that's only open during the summer, so they don't understand why there's people there. Well, the reason there are people there is because they are the their crime family called the Fratellis, which literally means brother in Italian. And they broke out. They broke out their one son at a prison, which was, was the, the opening. opening. Yep. yep. Robert Davi, a former yep. Bond villain. Yep. <laughs> And they're doing all this stuff. And, of course, our our good friend, uh, Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Yep, Joey Pants. Joe Pantoliano, whatever, however the fuck you pronounce it. Joe Pantoliano. Oh, God. <laughs> One of the uh, more memorable <laughs> members of the Soprano cast. Oh, God. Who who, uh, Tony gets rid of because of Iomai, the prize horse. But, yeah. Uh, Joe Pantliano went to high school with my mother, and he was a grade behind her. And she even has her old high school yearbook where you can see him in, like, all the photos and everything. I think he was doing a signing 
somewhere one time and she asked I think it was one of my dad's old coworkers to bring the yearbook and have him sign it. I don't remember if that ever happened or if like they talked about it and it just didn't transact. It just didn't go through, but I know that was something they were planning and that would have been kind of cool. Like if anybody I actually graduated with from high school became famous, I would totally bring them my yearbook and be like, you need to sign this. Even if you already signed it, sign it again. But I don't think anybody from my high school became famous. Well, nobody that graduated with me anyway. But anyway, um, they are the Fratelli brothers. So the kids go into the restaurant and they get caught. So they try to they try to beg it off by just getting water. Some nasty ass water. <laughs> right. But they go back after they leave because they're convinced that they're doing this counterfeiting operation. And that's when they find the tunnel. They have to hide. <laughs> but, uh. Chunk can't fit, so they send him to get the police. And when he goes out on the street to wave down a car, it turns out to be them. So, of course, they stick him in the freezer. Although they stick him in the back of the car with the frozen body, who they were keeping in the freezer next to the ice cream. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, they got all the ice cream. And then they see the dead guy. Chunk is so fat. He's so fat. He eats all the ice cream. What do you think Scott Steiner would think of Chunk? He's fat! <laughs> fat son of a bitch thinks he's a goonie. Well, Mikey's convinced that this tunnel is going to take them to the treasure, mostly because it's full of booby traps and stuff that they have to evade, either through their own cleverness or through data. Just tripping the traps and then avoiding them. They end up at an old wishing well. <laughs> That's actually the pretty funny scene where... He throws his wish back, and then Troy makes a wish and finds out that it's about Andy, and it finds out she's actually down there. So she gives up her jacket and trolls him a little bit more. His jacket, because it had his name on it. Ah, yes. That old thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. She wears wears your varsity jacket. Dumb. (laughs) <laughs> what about the hilarious scene where they start, they find all the pipes and they're like, bang on them and something will happen and then like, country club guy tries to get water and then he gets uppercutted by the... <laughs> oh yeah. And then all, all the shower drains get sucked into the wall and then the guy in the toilet just collides into the ceiling. And he starts screaming for his father. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Fratellis decide they need to chain Chunk up so they after she, he tells them everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, literally everything. All the stuff he did to his sister and how he cheated on his tests and everything. The worst thing I ever did is I got threw up one time and I saved it in my jacket and I went to the movie theater and I went up into the balcony and I, went, uh, 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 and I sprayed it all over everybody underneath and then they started throwing up. there's a lot of really funny scenes in this movie (laughs) but the best part is that after they chain up chunk him and sloth end up becoming end up bonding just because they're both fat and they like to eat (laughs) his chunk offers him the baby Ruth, and that's like the ultimate icebreaker (laughs) he tries to chuck it to him and hits him in the forehead he's like sorry (laughs) sir 
Well, they end up getting to the end of the traps, but they they come across the organ that they have to play in the right order. The, hit the right notes or else the floor falls out from underneath. When Data almost impales himself, but he saves himself with his little chatter teeth device. I also like that he's got a boxing glove. It just pops that, out. <laughs> yeah, that at one point malfunctions actually hits him in the face. But they end up finding One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship, the Inferno. And they discover that even though the crew are all skeletons now, the treasure is there. They could save the town with the money. Yeah. And the funniest part is that Mikey won't touch the coins that are actually on the scale. He claims that those are willies, which is which is what sets off the last trap. And then the Fratellis do the whole we're bad guy thing. Here's the gun. And then they literally make them walk the plank until Sloth and Chunk save the day. Or they were for- just watching an old pirate movie, so then they just re- recreate the the scene where he like uses his sword to go down the sail slowly. Yep. I also love that Sloth rips off his shirt to reveal the Superman shirt underneath. They start playing the Superman theme. There's all kinds of things in there because this was uh, it was directed by Donner, who did the Superman movies, and it right. was like written by Spielberg. Chris and, Columbus wrote it. Chris, yeah, Chris Columbus. Like, he also know. wrote Gremlins, so they make a reference to monsters that so multiply. Yeah, like, one of them wrote the, wrote the story, one of them screenplayed it, and then Donner uh, directed. So there's references galore. And a lot of references. Too many to name. So Sloth and Chunk subdue the Fratellis. They escape the boat. The uh, the ship actually ends up freed, which is kind of cool because it kind of sails off into the sunset. And uh, even though they have to give up all the treasure and they lose it, the Fratellis still get apprehended by the authorities when the police arrive. I like how they're just kind of cruising on the beach. And then they do the big family reunite scene, and then the 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 evil guys show up to shut down those houses. But it's okay because. One of them hid De Blooms in his, or like, was it like jewels and everything in his marble bag, and he still has them. So you still have the treasure, and yay, the day is saved. I love when the father's like, "I'm not signing anything." And he throws it in the air. It's like you have like three lines in this movie. You have to make it seem like the biggest thing possible. Of course, that's what I would do. I'm not signing anything. Yeah. Uh, the Goonies is awesome. The Goonies is a is a great classic movie. It's a great nostalgic film for those of us who were born in the eighties. It is uh, it is it's a lot of fun. The only real complaint I have with this movie now, and it didn't bother me as a kid for obvious reasons, but now as an adult, there's so much dialogue where just kids screaming at each other that you're kind of like, ah, oh, this is annoying. But at the same time, it's like. That is totally how I talked with all my friends. We totally yelled over each other. Hey, hey, So here's some facts about the Goonies that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, Sean Astin was actually allowed to keep the treasure map used in the film. Unfortunately, his mother, Patty Duke, discovered it, thought it was just a crinkled piece of paper, and threw it away. Yeah, I heard that was like, oh, man. Oh, man. 
That's just the uh, moment right there. Uh, the Inferno, the pirate ship, was entirely real. It was constructed in two and a half months. All the shots filmed on the sh- that were filmed on the ship were actually filmed on that actual ship. No s- sound stages or anything for that one. Uh, they offered it to anybody who would take it after filming, but no one <laughs> wanted it, so they just got rid of it. And they used parts because they were redoing the Pirates of the Caribbean right at the time, so they got parts from that. Right. You can actually see parts of that ship in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, nobody actually got to see the pirate ship until it was until the actual scene. So when they catch their glimpse, those are all genuine reactions. Except for it's not because Josh Brolin swore that they <laughs> yeah. had to reshoot the reaction shot. <laughs> yep. He yelled, holy shit. So, God damn it. All right. <laughs> I don't know why chunk chunk swore all the time. Does it really matter? Uh, as a matter of fact, the word shit is said 19 times in this movie, uh, which includes the time when Data falls and he actually spells shit. Holy S H I T! Because he swore to his mother that he would not swear in a movie, so he spells it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Chinese subtitles at the end of the movie translate to "He is a big, strong man." In case anybody was curious, <laughs> June seventh, which is actually <laughs> is actually a pretty appropriate time that we uh, were recording this on June fourth, because June seventh is officially declared Goonies Day in Astoria, Oregon. That was the day the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two of Chunk's confessions are related, may not be real life things that happened, but they're related to real life people. Like he legitimately has a sister named Edie and an uncle named Max. So when he says he pushed his sister Edie down the stairs and blamed it on the dog and stole Uncle Max's toupee, he's referring to real people. <laughs> Did you? Oh, man. Uh, Mikey used his inhaler 11 times, including four times in a 10 minute span. Uh, Jeff Cohen got chicken pox after he got the roll of chunk but he still came to the set anyway because he didn't want to be replaced (laughs) my favorite thing was when he gets introduced and he's like at the pizza place like playing an arcade game and then all of a sudden the the chase goes by and he just like haphazardly goes to the wall so he loses his pizza and his drink Uh, it, Pepsi must have had an endorsement with this movie. <laughs> There's Pepsi products everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I already said this one. Fratelli literally translates to brother, so they were the brother brothers. Brother, brother. <laughs> uh, coolest thing about this movie is they mostly shot it in sequence, which a lot of films just don't do these days. But I've always thought it was easier to film in s- sequence, but... What it do depends, I know? It depends, like, uh, you know, if you have to go to a bunch of places or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to start and end at some place, it makes sense to shoot them all at the same time. Yeah, but if you're going to do so- something like this, I guess you could pretty much do it however you wanted. Yeah. Um, did the version... I We own just an, a regular DVD copy of this movie. It does not contain the octopus scene. Does e- the copy that you watch contain the octopus scene? No. I don't think I've ever seen an octopus scene. 
They, they yeah. talk about it at the end, right? Yeah, I know it's it's added for uh, TV play, but um, I, I've never really added for it. TV when the movie's already just under two hours. Yeah, well, who knows? Um, <laughs> yes, Chunk's parents do adopt Sloth. Aw, like, and they I'll also take care of you because I love you, Sloth. And they also throw him a bar mitzvah. He's just like, what? <laughs> is this fan fiction? <laughs> Goonies fan fiction. Uh, so, um, yeah. Oh, and of course, there's a big error in the movie, which is prominent in a lot of movies like this. Um, when the Mouth is translating the Spanish to English, the words rhyme regardless. But if they were in that rhyming succession in Espanol, they would not rhyme in English. That's why, like, when I see translations of songs in other languages, I'm like, man, none of this rhymes. This is really awkward if I tried to sing the English lyrics to this. Yet but, somehow Nana's 99 Luft Balloons translates perfectly yeah well you know I guess that's just a German thing I don't know maybe are you ready for stats because I got stats this week oh yes we haven't had those in a while let's do stats uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this a 68% but the really? fan rating is 91% <laughs> that sounds about right and money wise, it cost about nineteen million to make, and it made sixty one point four million in America. So it nice. made its money back plus some extra. So it did, did pretty pretty good. Did pretty good. Good. It's a good movie. It's um, it's a it's a good classic movie. It's one of those – I think they've talked repeatedly about doing a sequel, and it's one of those movies I just don't want to see anything else for it. I like the way it is. It should stay that way. If they do a sequel now, it better be like the the kids of the kids. Probably. At getting least I up, hope that's – Getting up to some bullshit. At least I hope that's the way that it would go. But – like I said, it's it's not one of those things I ever would need to see a sequel for. Well, isn't there a Goonies 2 video game? I think so. There's a Goonies 2 somewhere, and I believe it's a video game. Yeah, but that's that's different. Video games are different. Alright. So, uh, those was the Goonies. Goonies never say die. Nope. Nope. So here's the plan for next week's Talkin' Talkies. As you guys know, Jurassic World is going to be hitting theaters next weekend. So our plan is to watch and review the original Jurassic Park. Now, we had a discussion about this, whether we were going to do the entire trilogy. Um, We have decided that the official talkie will just be the original Jurassic Park for two reasons. One, I don't really need to do another trilogy for it. And two... The other movies, while they will be considered canon, are going to be largely ignored in favor of J-World, which is going to pretty much be the sequel that we always wanted. Plus, doesn't doesn't World happen at the same island as the first movie? Yeah. The other two happen at the other island? Yeah. Isla Nublar is uh, 
the Jurassic Park island where Hammond was going to build his park, Isla Sorna was just the um, the island where everybody ran free, where he had they kind of cloned them and then just dropped them off there. Uh, the Isla Sorna movies are eh. I mean, I like them for different reasons, but I also hate them for a lot of different reasons. Whereas the first Jurassic Park, despite the fact that it does have flaws, is like one of my all-time favorite movies. So, and I absolutely love the Crichton book. And I will probably do some comparisons to that since I've read the Crichton book a few times. So maybe that'll be a little bit of a bonus for you guys who've never actually read the Jurassic Park book. Maybe I'll incorporate a little bit of knowledge in there. I will never compare the Lost World book with the Lost World movie because they are so ridiculously far off from each other. It's not even funny. <laughs> really, really are. Because the Lost World book, Dodson is the main villain. Dodson. Dodson. We got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. But yeah, that's next week. So next week we are going to talk about Jurassic Park. And that will be in preparation for Jurassic World, which I know for a fact I will be seeing next weekend. Because as soon as I get my work schedule, I'm going to find that time that I'm off and I'm going to the movies. And I am for a fact not seeing it that weekend because I have no way to get to the theater. No. Well, because everyone's going to be out of town. I could drive south and pick you up, but you're kind of far away. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'd have to miss like two days of work to pull that off, too. That would just be hilarious. <laughs> You'd have to pay for you, you would be paying for everything just for the record. Oh, so that's not happening. <laughs> pay for you want to see a movie the, ticket? <laughs> you got to pay for the movie ticket and you got to pay for the snacks. Well, that's pretty easy. You don't get snacks. Oh, no, that's not part of the deal. <laughs> I don't eat or drink anything at the movie theater. I don't want yeah. any reason to have to leave in the middle of the movie. Well, I pay, I know how to pace myself when I get a drink at the movie theater. However, certain movies, looking at you, Return of the King, it doesn't matter how well you pace yourself. Because when that's like three hours and 22 minutes long. Oh, my God, did I have to be. <laughs> I'll never forget that one. But yeah, next week, Jurassic Park. Tune in then. And we'll see you next week.